1: From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm puzzle guru Cecil Baldwin, here with guest musician Julian Villard. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg!
2: Thank you, Cecil. We have a great show for you. Four brilliant contestants are backstage, hoping this wraps up before the next round of HQ trivia begins. But only one will be our big winner. And our special guest is Mary Wiseman from Star Trek Discovery. Oh, yeah. Now, Star Trek Discovery, this is not your mom's Star Trek, okay? It has sex, violence, profanity. I love it. In fact... I have some pitches for other family-friendly things that could use a bit of a gritty reboot. Like, how about Blue's Clues, where Blue is a serial killer? Yeah. Or how about Wheel of Fortune, but it's only swear words? That's fun. Or how about the Great British 420 Bake Off? Yeah, I'd like to hear Mary Berry say, it's positively scrummy. So let's meet our contestants. First up, Sam Swank on buzzer number one. You're a children's nonfiction book editor. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Your opponent is Michael Chin on buzzer number two. You work on Lifetime Original Movies. Welcome. Thank you. Sam and Michael, the first of you who wins two of our games, will go to our final round. Let's start with a trivia game called That's Not So Great. Every answer contains the word great, but we want you to say the answers like you are so over it.
1: So if I said, it's just a lot of stacked bricks for 13,000 miles, who cares? You'd answer the great wall of China.
2: Ring in to answer, here we go. I can't believe I took a 22-hour flight to the other side of the world to look at a bunch of coral... And for being in Queensland, I didn't see any royalty. One star.
3: Sam. The Great Barrier Reef. That is correct,
2: yeah.
1: Who cares if it's 20 feet long and has 300 teeth and can bite with 4,000 pounds of force? Honestly, between the two of us, who has legs and 71,000 Twitter followers? What? Sam.
3: Great white shark.
1: That is
2: correct. Yeah. Great white shark. Check your privilege, shark. Um, Did you know, fun fact, female great white sharks are not ready to reproduce offspring until they reach the age of 33.
1: Oh, so like the average New Yorker. (laughs) That's right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) For this clue, let's bring in our guest musician, Julian Villard. Julian, play, you know, whatever. I'm thinking it's a sign that the freckles in
4: our eyes are mirror images, and when we kiss, they're perfectly aligned.
2: Okay, so do you remember the Postal Service? What song is that? I feel like, Michael, is it on the tip of your tongue? No. Okay. <laughs> Either of you want to ring in? Uh, We were looking for the song title, Such Great Heights.
1: All right. So what if he conquered an empire that spanned from Egypt to northwest India before he was 30? I could do that, too, if my private tutor was Aristotle. Uh, Michael.
5: Alexander the
1: Great. That is correct. That's right. (laughs) Okay, I get it. It's a big dog. Also, it's not even from Denmark. Uh, Michael. A Great Dane. Yes. Also, I love the commitment.
2: (laughs) Yeah, actually, bred in Germany, which is not a phrase people like saying. (laughs) (laughs) This is your last clue. Huron, Ontario, Michigan, Erie, and Superior. Let me tell you what would be really superior a trip to the ocean. Michael.
5: The Great Lakes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, Puzzle Guru Cecil Baldwin, how did our contestants do?
1: Michael, well done. You're one step closer to the final round.
2: In our next game, we'll imagine what Ask Me Another the movie would sound like. By the way, Charlize Theron would play me due to typecasting. <laughs> Let's check in with our contestants. Sam, you love Benjamin Franklin. I do. You actually have a tattoo I in do. his honor. What, what is the tattoo um, of? It's,
6: it's a kite with a key on the bottom.
2: <gasps> the audience yes. loves it. Just for you personally, why Benjamin Franklin?
0: I wish I knew. Um,
7: (laughs) Like, in eighth grade, when we learned about American history, I was like, this guy is so cool. And, I don't know, it just sort of snowballed, and now I have a tattoo. Um, (laughs) It just got out of control. Yeah, I don't.
3: Not sure. I just like buy a lot of books about him and just tell
7: people about. Okay, how cool so he is. Okay,
2: so what is a little bit of a fact or a piece of trivia that you've learned about uh, Benjamin Franklin that you love?
7: Um, he invented like swim flippers when he was like like a kid, like eleven or twelve or something. That's a great little fact. Thank
2: you, thank you, Sam. Yeah. So, Michael, before your gig at Lifetime, you were a tour manager for the Alvin Ailey Dance. Group. Alvin
5: Ailey American Dance Theater. American
2: Dance <laughs> Theater. Thank you. So you tour around the world. Any any distinctive memories from that time?
5: Um, one of my favorites was when I met the Queen of Denmark at a reception at this. Palace place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't really a palace, but it was kind of where her garden was. Auxiliary
2: palace or whatever, yeah. Her
5: castle on the side. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And they tell you that you can't, speak to her until she speaks to you. And she would just stalk around with her glass of red wine and just stand in your conversations. And so she's there, but she hasn't talked to you, so you don't know if you really can talk to her. And so finally, she said, yes, yes, that is very true. And we were like, hi, how are you? Riders, <laughs> how are you doing? It's so nice to meet you. It was very nerve-wracking. That's
2: wild. I wonder if she enjoys, I mean, I guess that's something you choose, right? I feel choose, like that right? might be
5: something that she does for fun. She does. <laughs>
2: Your next game is about game shows that are actually faker than this one. It's an audio (laughs) quiz called Film and TV Trivia. We'll play a movie or TV clip where a fictional character is asked a trivia question on a game show. Ring in and provide the correct answer to that trivia question. And if you get it right, for a bonus point, you can name the movie or TV show the clip came from. Michael, you won the last game. If you win this, you go straight to the final round. Sam, you need to win this. Or... We're going to send you home with a lovely parting gift, which is the name tag you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here is your first clip.
4: What famous cartoon character soared to fame on his oversized ears? <laughs> Carlton! That's an easy one, Bob. The beloved in question won our young hearts by turning a handicap into...
8: Oh, I'm sorry, time
4: is up. Let's go to your opponent's.
2: Sam. Dumbo. Dumbo is correct, yes. And for a bonus point, can you name the movie or television show? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You got it, yes. In this clip, Rosie Perez's character appears on Jeopardy and astonishes her boyfriend, who is played by Woody Harrelson.
4: Foods that start with the letter Q. All right, let's go
6: with the foods that start with the letter Q, please.
1: A game bird related to a partridge.
5: Quail. Michael
2: Quail is perfectly correct, yes. For a bonus point, can you name the movie or TV show?
5: I think it's blank check, but I know I'm wrong.
2: It is White Men Can't Jump. Right, (laughs) right. Okay, here Tracy Jordan is trying to rush to the hospital for the birth of his child and accidentally hails...
5: The cash cab. <laughs> so for me to be there at the birth of my daughter, I have to answer trivial questions despite having
8: gone to middle school in the Exxon station? Yeah. You ready to play? Bring it. Weighing up to four tons, what type of mammal is the famous Shamu?
5: Michael. Killer whale.
2: Yeah, that is correct. Orca or killer whale. And for a bonus point, can you name the movie or TV show?
5: That would be 30 Rock Of O'Fearra. course it
2: is. Yes. Okay, in this clip, the team of Corey, Sean, and Topanga compete on a high school quiz show.
4: The region known as the Fertile Crescent lies between which two rivers?
2: Sam. The Tigris and the Euphrates. That is correct, yes. (laughs) And for your bonus point, can you give me the TV show or movie? Boy Meets World. Yeah. (laughs) All right, this is your last clue. In this clip, Dev Patel knows the answer to a trivia question thanks to personal experience.
4: On an American $100 bill, there's a portrait of which
2: American statesman? Sam. It is possible, just like Dev Patel's character in this clip, (laughs) that your entire life has been leading up to this moment. Sam.
6: Benjamin Franklin. That is correct.
2: (laughs) (laughs) For a bonus point, can you name the movie or television show?
3: Is it Slumdog Millionaire? It better be. Yeah.
2: All right. Puzzle Guru Cecil Baldwin, how did our contestants do?
1: Congratulations, Sam. You won that game. You've each won a game, so it's time to go to a quick game three. Now, I will give you a category, and you'll go back and forth, naming things that fall into that category. The first contestant to mess up will be eliminated. Buzz in to answer first. Here's your category. Name the 10 geographic locations mentioned in the Beach Boys song Kokomo, other than Kokomo. Uh, Michael? Aruba. Aruba's correct. Sam? Poconos. I'm sorry, the Poconos is incorrect. The other answers are Bahama, Bermuda, Florida Keys, Jamaica, Key Largo, Martinique, Montego, Montserrat, and Port-au-Prince. Sam, we're so sorry to see you go. Michael, you're headed on to the final round.
2: Coming up, we'll find out who will face off against Michael in our final round, and we'll talk to Mary Wiseman from Star Trek Discovery about what it's like to be the nicest person in space. And get ready to send your angry complaints to the FCC, because her game is going to be a shit ton of fun. (laughs) I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
8: This message comes from NPR's sponsor, Teladoc Health. There are lots of reasons for wanting to be healthy. Family, work, living a fuller life, Teladoc Health understands. Whether you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or just need to manage your weight, Teladoc Health can help. Visit TeladocHealth.com slash What's Your Why for more information. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C Health slash What's Your Why.
0: Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com slash NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Mm-hmm.
1: This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm puzzle guru Cecil Baldwin, here with guest musician Julian Villard. Now here's your host, Ophir Eisenberg!
2: Thank you, Cecil. Now it's time to welcome our special guest. She's appeared in the show's Baskets and Difficult People, and currently stars as cadet Sylvia Tilly on Star Trek Discovery. Please welcome Mary Wiseman. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Oh, such a pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. I am a fan. So first I wanted to start off with your origin story. Okay. So you have been in a lot of theatrical productions, serious themes, theatrical Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, productions, mm -hmm. but you often play kind of the comedic relief.
7: Yeah, totally.
2: You have this comic sensibility... Is this something that stemmed from, you know, being the youngest of four, three older brothers?
7: Yeah, I mean, I have... Well, I have three older brothers, and that's why I'm like this, um... (laughs) And um, they're all very funny, uh, so, and very loud and very tall, uh, and so I always had to kind of, like, fight to get my voice in there, and we're yeah. always, like, one-upping each other, trying to do impressions, and then a couple years ago, they, um, they finally, like, relented and, you know, gave me the title of Funniest Wiseman, so <gasps> I did it, I did it. Nice! <laughs> So, so then, so you're in Juilliard. You're
2: doing these uh, theatrical roles. You get, you're doing some television. You're on season two of Baskets. You get to play a vagabond, street performing clown, gutter punk, gutter punk. Yes. uh, And you are playing uh, with Zach Galifianakis, who is like you have to play the straight character to Zach's clown. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But was it hard, like, getting dressed up as a clown and yet not Able to totally goof around as a clown in that character?
7: Um, It was actually, it's really hard because my character is pretty upset most of the time. Yeah. And Zach is literally the funniest person I've ever met. It's like the rate at which he makes jokes is a little like overwhelming. You can't catch your breath. So in that way, it was really hard to keep a straight face and keep going. Yeah.
2: And so now you play Cadet Tilly Mm -hmm. on the CBS All Access series Star Trek Discovery. Were you a Star Trek fan? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I know, I mean, Star Trek franchise, this is a big deal. Yes. Were you a fan beforehand? Uh,
7: (laughs) I I sort of like peripherally was um, exposed to it. My uncle is a big Trekkie, and now my boyfriend is like a big Trekkie, his family is a big Trekkie. So if people in my life... Who are really invested in it. (laughs) Okay, got it. And I respect that and have have become a more enthusiastic Trekkie myself.
2: I think your character, Cadet Tilly, is bubbly and talkative and fun and a little bit different for a character in a Star Trek franchise. Yeah. Refreshing. Oh, so, yeah, so where did this character come from?
7: Um, The two showrunners of the show, uh, Gretchen Berg and Aaron, Gretchen has a three year old niece named Tilly, oh. and uh, she was sort of inspired by, you know, her openness and wonder and passion as a three-year-old and the things you can be passionate about at three, uh, and so that's kind of the, um, the starting off place for Tilly, and then I am a giant three-year-old, so I kind of fit <laughs> in there really well.
2: So by coincidence, you're also friends with one of your Star Trek Discovery co-stars, Mary Chifo, who plays the Klingon Laurel.
7: How do you know each other? Uh, we went to Juilliard together. We were in the same class.
2: Exactly the same class.
7: Exactly the same class. Both Marys. Both named Mary, and we're on the same show. But you didn't know that you were auditioning for the same show? or? or... Well, yeah, so Mary got cast first, and then I auditioned for it, like, forgot about it, and then a month later they told me I got it. It was, like, insane. And then I sat on it for, like, three weeks not being able to tell Mary, and then finally she like walked into the costume room and saw like my headshot and called me and was like, Oh my god, I got it bad! And then we like Klingon roared at each other like in pure <laughs> excitement, and it was awesome. Why did
2: you have to sit on it? Why were you not allowed to say anything? It's
7: very top secret.
2: It is very top yeah, I secret. Have
7: had not noticed? <laughs> I'm not allowed to say anything at all uh, times, which is good because there's so many twists and turns, so it's good.
2: <laughs> okay, very good. So you, I, you know, obviously you're on a, a Star Trek, part of the Star Trek franchise. Uh, The fans are intense for Mm. Star Trek, Mm -hmm. and they are everywhere. I mean, it is a worldwide love of Star Trek out there. So were you aware of the power and the reach of Star Trek before you ended up on the show?
7: I don't think anything could prepare you for quite what it's like, like the real passion yeah. uh, for the universe, but I kind of had a sense.
2: Okay, and ha- so tell me about your experience experiencing the passion.
7: Well, so my, uh, I keep talking about my boyfriend, but I love him. Um, laughter uh, his, his mom uh, is the biggest uh, Star Trek fan. And so there's, like, a famous story that she met Patrick Stewart and then wept with joy. And so, like, w- me and Noah had, like, really built up calling her when I got the job. And we called her, and we were like, Mary's going to be on Star Trek. And she was like, "Great." <laughs> And they brought her to set, and she got to, like, sit in the captain's chair, and she was like... (laughs) (laughs) And she met, like, Sonequa and Jason and was, like, so nice to... (laughs) Uh, And then she had... After after we left, she said it it felt like she was at church. (laughs) Which is really cool, you know, to be a part of something that means that much to people. So that kind of has really given me a sense of what it means. Okay,
2: so, yeah, absolutely. And are you... Have you done, like, kind of conventions or cons where you are meeting...
7: Yeah, I we went to. I've been to like um, the International yeah. Comic Con in San Diego. I went yeah. to the Fan Expo in Toronto, Comic Con in New York, and most of that was before the show came out. So I kind of got to be a fly on the wall. Right. You see a lot of really cool stuff. I saw a guy that was like dressed up as both Spock and the Lego. <laughs> and I waved at him, and he kind of snubbed me, and I was like, "You're going to regret that." <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: yes. That is the kind of attitude I love. (laughs) Now, there have been a lot of firsts on Star Trek Discovery. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about them?
7: I I said fuck. For the first time in Star Trek history, you're welcome. Yeah. So, that's my legacy. I'm glad you appreciate it.
2: Did you uh, celebrate any of these milestones of making history?
7: Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't think I even realized that they get you to do a lot of stuff on Star Trek by saying it's the first time this is ever going to happen on Star Trek. Oh, they prep. They get you all excited. They're like, "Yeah, you're going to say it. It's going to like you know be a big breakthrough." I think they told him, my castmates, and this never ended up happening, but they were like, "You're going to be the first bare butt on Star Trek," <laughs> <laughs> and he did it.
2: <laughs> okay, that's. Perfect. Are you ready for your Ask Me Another Challenge? I'm so excited. Okay, fantastic. Mary Wiseman, everybody. So you inadvertently kind of set this up. Uh, Mary, when we asked you about your areas of expertise, you said blockbuster film franchises and Shakespeare. Uh, Also, because you are the first person to drop the F-bomb on Star Trek, we have a quiz for you called Fill in the Bleep. Okay <laughs> So we are going to play you a famous quote With one of the words bleeped out And you just have to fill in the bleep Oh gosh, okay It's, it's easy And if you do well enough Wendy Dickerson from Columbus, Ohio Will win an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube Okay, this is for you, Wendy <laughs> <laughs> Let's start off with an easy one From Star Trek It's Mr. Spock's famous catchphrase Live long and <laughs> 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 oh. Prosper That is correct, yeah <laughs> Here's Katniss Everdeen.
7: <gasps> I love her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> From the Hunger Games.
7: I, I volunteer! I volunteer!
3: I volunteer, f <laughs> tribute.
2: That is correct, yes. <laughs>
7: you you love that series? I love her so much. She's the feminist anti-hero for the modern age. <laughs> yeah! <laughs>
2: This is Portia from the BBC's version of The Merchant of Venice. The quality of mercy is not... (laughs) Strained. That is correct. Yeah. (laughs) This is Galadriel in Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring.
0: One ring to... them all.
7: (laughs) One ring to rule them all. Yeah. One ring to find yeah. them. One ring to bring them all, and in the darkness find them.
2: We didn't know that we were hitting all
7: of your favorite things. <laughs> really, this goes really deep.
2: <laughs> so, are you a big like fantasy, sci-fi?
7: Yeah, yeah. I like to escape.
2: (laughs) Yeah, who doesn't? I'm with you. Yeah. All right. How about this? Here's Hagrid delivering news to Harry Potter. You're a Harry. (laughs) I'm
7: (laughs) not. You're a wizard, Harry.
2: Yeah. That is correct. (laughs) Harry's like what? He's like a wizard. A wizard. Yeah, Yeah. a wizard. (laughs) (laughs) Wizard. This is Uncle Ben from Spider Man. With great power
7: comes great <laughs> <laughs> responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is your last
2: clue. This is Juliet from the famous balcony scene in Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet.
7: Oh, <laughs> 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 With Oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Yes, of course!
2: Uh, I know the answer to this, but let's have some fun. Puzzle Guru Cecil Baldwin, how did our special guest
1: do? Congratulations, Mary. You and listener Wendy Dickerson each won, and ask me another Rubik's Cube. Awesome.
2: Easy. Star Trek Discovery is available on streaming service, CBS All Access. Give it up for Mary Wiseman! (laughs) Want our next special guest to play for you? Follow Ask Me Another on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We've managed to ruin our favorite game, this, that, or the other, by adding spelling. Let's meet our lucky, lucky contestants. First up, Alyssa Fitzgerald on buzzer number one. You're a chef and food writer. Welcome. Thank you. Your opponent is Emily Morris on buzzer number two. You work for Con Edison's Energy Efficiency Department. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Remember, Alyssa and Emily, the first of you who wins two of our games will go on to our final round. Let's go to your first game. Alyssa, what's your favorite smell? Oh, it's a perfume that I first uh, smelled the first time I was in
6: Florence. Do you remember the name of it? Uh, I don't remember the name of it, but it's made by nuns and monks.
2: (laughs) They know their perfume. <laughs> Emily, what's your favorite smell?
3: All foods, but specifically pizza. Pizza? Yeah. Definitely pizza.
2: Like cheesy, buttery bread, like that kind of smell? Oh
3: my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the best. The best. So you get to play our favorite guessing game, this, that, or the other. We're going to give you a word. You just tell us which of three categories it belongs to. Puzzle guru Cecil Baldwin, what are today's categories?
1: Today's categories are winning words at the National Spelling Bee, celebrity fragrances, and contestants from RuPaul's Drag Race.
2: And because this is the special spelling edition of This, That, or The Other, if you guess the category of the word correctly, you can earn a bonus point for spelling the word. All right, we're going to go back and forth. No need to buzz in. Here we go. Alyssa, vignette. Vignette, is that spelling bee, fragrance, or drag
6: queen? I mean, it could be all of them. Sure could. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go
2: uh, drag queen. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Emily, can you steal? Fragrance. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. These two things have not happened yet. It is a spelling bee word. Can I spell it? Alyssa, you want to spell it for fun? Yes. Okay, go for it. V-I-G-N-E-T-T-E. That is correct, yes. Just impressive, worth no points. (laughs)
1: Emily. Eureka. Drag queen. That is correct. And for a bonus point, please spell Eureka.
3: E U R E K A.
1: That is also correct.
2: It's kind of a bad name for a perfume, Eureka. Yeah.
4: What did you find?
2: (laughs) Alyssa Eris. Perfume. That is a celebrity fragrance. You are correct. Uh, that is a, uh, a Paris Hilton perfume. Of course. Uh, if you don't know who Paris Hilton is, she was kind of like the Kim Kardashian of 2006. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can you spell heiress for me? H-E-I-R-E-S-S. Full points for you. That is
9: correct.
1: All right, Emily, promiscuous.
9: <laughs>
3: was, what, were the, what were the options? Yeah, I know. <laughs> the,
2: spelling w- B word. The wor- word just takes you to places exactly. in your past and you forget about the game. Spelling bee word,
1: uh, celebrity, perfume, or a drag race contestant? Drag queen. Oh, I'm sorry, that is not correct. Uh, Alyssa, can you steal?
6: Um, Promiscuous. That is spelling bee word?
1: That is
2: correct.
3: Okay. I I thought that was inappropriate.
2: Yeah, no, there's no slut shaming in spelling bees. (laughs) I know, I know.
1: For the bonus point, can you spell promiscuous?
6: P R O M I S C U O U S.
1: That is also correct.
6: All right, Alyssa Phoenix. Oh God, they're all so appropriate. Um, I'm going. That's how we wrote the game. Um, I'm going to say
2: Drag Queen. Yes, that is correct. Yes.
1: Yo. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Eliminated second on the show's third season. And can you spell it for the bonus point? P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Great. Fantastic. Well oh. done.
1: Emily, Couture.
3: Fragrance.
1: That is correct. And for a bonus point, please spell couture.
3: C O U T U R E.
1: Also correct.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Here are your last clues. Alyssa, radiance. Celebrity. Perfume. Celebrity fragrance. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Uh, that, that was Britney Spears' ninth fragrance. She has a total of 23, but some are just variations on others. Wow. I feel happy and sad about that. Right, (laughs) exactly.
6: All right, so can you spell radiance? R-A-D-I-A-N-C-E. That is perfect,
3: yes.
1: Emily, peppermint.
3: (laughs) Uh, Drag queen.
1: That is correct. (laughs) And for a bonus point, please spell peppermint.
3: P E P P E R M I N T.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah!
2: All right, Puzzle Guru Cecil Baldwin, how did our contestants do?
1: Alyssa, Shantae, you stay. You are one step closer to the final
2: round. (laughs) If you're the kind of person who goes to a movie, comes home, reads the Wikipedia entry for that movie, then edits it, annotates the expanded section for that entry, then you should be on our show. Go to amatickets.org, and while you're there, you can see our upcoming road shows. Next week, we'll be at the Warner Theatre in Washington, D.C. Coming up, we've coerced guest musician Julian Villar to perform an Ed Sheeran song parody... It's public radio gone mild. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from
0: NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Betterment, an automated investing and savings app. CEO Sarah Levy shares why Betterment believes cash can be a strategic choice. There are times when the market is volatile when customers are a little nervous about investing. We came to understand that there was an opportunity to introduce cash as part of an investing strategy and to give back yields to the customer. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed, cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank.
1: This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm puzzle guru Cecil Baldwin, here with guest musician Julian Villard. Now here's your host, Ofira
2: Eisenberg! Thank you, Cecil. Before the break, we met our contestants, Alyssa and Emily. Our next game is a music parody. It celebrates mysteries, like the fact that this Ed Sheeran song was the top tune couples chose for their first dance at their wedding. Mysterious. Let's check in with our contestants. Alyssa, you also run social media for a wine and cheese shop in Brooklyn. I do. If you're doing, like, whatever, Twitter, Instagram, All of the cheese, socials. how do you get people's attention?
6: Um, one of the things I do is I write a newsletter every week, and I come up with the most inventive cheese puns that I can find scouring the Internet. Okay,
2: fantastic. Can you share one cheese pun? So,
6: uh, the cheese truck fell over. Debris went everywhere. Yeah!
2: That's totally up my alley. So, Emily, you actually used to host your
3: own radio show at the University of Wisconsin. Yeah, I sure did. Cool. What was it all about? It was about dreams. Dreams? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a morning radio show. I easily won that slot over the college students. Yeah. But I had a bunch of people from my cohort on every week, and they talked about dreams they had recently. Okay. So, what do
2: you learn from hearing about other people's dreams?
3: People are pretty weird, but also like, <laughs> but also like very genuine, like some young men on, on the show, they were exchange students from China and both of them had dreams that different American basketball players were speaking Chinese to them. Yeah. Um, what, and
2: what are your dreams like?
3: Um, I'm pretty exhausted most of the time, which is unfortunate because then you don't dream.
2: You don't dream as well. Yeah. yeah. I do like returning email dreams. (laughs) Seriously, I don't fly or do anything fun. I return emails. (laughs) Okay, so your next game is a music parody game. It's called It's a Mystery. This is an Ed Sheeran music parody game, and Julian Villard is the perfect person to perform it because Ed Sheeran crashed on his sofa nine years ago.
4: That is 100% true, Ophira. And if you want to know more, I wrote a song about it called The Night Ed Sheeran Slept on My Couch. (laughs) Uh, But enough about my sofa. We rewrote the song Thinking Out Loud, where people fall in love in mysterious ways to be about other famously mysterious things. Ring in to tell me what I'm singing about.
2: Okay, so Alyssa, you won the last game. You win this, and you are off to the final round. Emily, you need to win this, or you have to sleep on Julian's couch. (laughs) (laughs) Julian, take it away.
4: When they put the rocks up in Salisbury Plain Was it so they could tell us the time? Did they build a big spaceport for some UFOs? Hey, your guess is as good as mine
2: Emily? Area 51? You're on the right track, but that is not the answer we were looking for.
3: Yes.
2: Alyssa, can you steal? Is it your couch? <laughs> uh, we were looking for Stonehenge. Okay, here's your next one. I'm thinking about
4: how airplanes disappear in mysterious ways, especially when they fly over there. Me, I don't care much about three-sided shapes Atlantic Ocean, what's going on?
6: Alyssa, the Bermuda Triangle. Yes! (laughs)
2: Let's just keep going. (laughs)
4: So honey, now Take me into the Moai's home be under a line of 800 heads. Cool statues in Polynesia.
2: <laughs> Anyone want to ring in with a guess? Alyssa, Easter Island. Yes, that there is we go. correct.
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm thinking out loud. Scottish Lake things up Please you saw.
2: Alyssa, Loch Ness. Loch Ness monster is what we're looking for. Yes. Not a mystery. I've seen it.
1: <laughs> really? Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, sure. It's just like matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, open your eyes, people. <laughs>
4: In this part of Nevada, the government says that there's nothing to see of much worth But I know that they captured aliens mm-hmm. And the spacecraft that brought them to Earth
2: <laughs> Alyssa, Area 51 Yeah, that's right <laughs> I knew it was going to come back <laughs> All right, this is your last clue Cause honey, your
4: corn is in a weird Shade, it's Labyrinthine And baby, you say You never did That it was E.T.
6: Anyone? Alyssa. Nebraska.
2: <laughs> I also do not believe Nebraska exists. That's right.
1: On the next Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> yeah, Nebraska.
2: Really?
3: Really? Emily, can you steal? Uh, the boy... What's Elliot? The boy in E.T. That's E.T. I'm, I'm really fixated on okay. the E.T. part of this Okay. Right, crew. right.
1: <laughs> did, you, did you see that movie Signs? The movie Signs?
3: Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Have,
2: yeah. I also, Have I won yet? Have I won? We were looking for crop circles.
3: Oh, yeah,
2: I know that sure. you were actually saying it with all those other things. I know, <laughs> I know. Okay, Puzzle Guru Cecil Baldwin, how did our contestants <laughs> do?
1: Congratulations, Alyssa! You won both games. You're headed to the final round.
2: While Michael and Alyssa get ready for the final round, it's time for us to play a game. This is Mystery Guest. A stranger is about to come on stage. Julian and I have no idea who this person is or what makes them special, but our puzzle guru Cecil Baldwin does.
1: That's right, Afira. You and Julian will work together as a team to figure out our mystery guest's secret by asking yes or no questions. Mystery Guest, please introduce yourself.
9: My name is Jackie Faraday, and I am looking for something. You're looking for something. Yeah.
1: Now, your job is to figure out what that thing is. Uh, Afira,
9: you
2: asked the first question. So you're looking for something. Uh, um, Is this something a physical object? Yes. Yes. Is this object uh, like something I can hold in my hand? No. Can I buy this object online? No. The one thing I can't buy online?
4: Do you, for a living... Uh, specialize in a field where you go looking for stuff.
9: Yes, yes, I I do. I think
4: as a profession,
9: I'm like self defining right now. So yeah.
2: Would you say your friends describe you as someone on a
9: journey? No, but yeah. But now that you say it like that, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Th- I gotta really think about do this. You-
4: are you a geologist?
9: No, okay. not a geologist.
4: And it's a it's a real thing. It's not like love. Because that does that's not real. It's a real thing.
9: Yeah, it's not love. So I'm gonna I'll throw a wrench in this. Some people don't believe it's real. Oh well then it Okay, okay, all right, all right, fine. Are you looking for a unicorn? <laughs> no, no, okay.
1: Can I can I throw in a hint here?
9: Yes, please. Think
1: big. Think yeah. big. Are you looking for Atlantis?
9: No, Atlantis was totally fake, so <laughs> definitely not. Are you looking for God? Like in general?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We need another hint. We need another hint. Um,
1: uh, think big, think far away. Are you looking for a planet?
2: Yes. <gasps> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> uh, is this planet in our solar system? Yeah.
1: You got it. Jackie Ferretti is an astrophysicist with the American Museum of Natural History <laughs> where she helps where she helps run the Backyard Worlds Planet 9. It's a crowdsourcing project where people from all over the world can help find planets or brown dwarfs.
2: I need to know more about this. Please explain this entire program. And who you actually are.
9: Okay, so I'm an astrophysicist. I have a PhD in physics, and I study objects that are in and outside of our solar system. And so several years ago, I came up with this idea that one of the ways that everybody could get involved with doing science is to create a project where they could help find this mysterious, and some people don't believe it's real, ninth planet in our solar system. And notice I said ninth, so yes, Pluto has been... Right, downgraded. Wah, wah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Wah, wah. Is that what the astrophysicists say? Wah, wah, Pluto.
9: (laughs) <laughs> Only at the bar. We don't say that right, in a talk, not, yeah, not that's the top. Right? Yeah. Not the Pluto New phone. Yeah. New disc. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs>
8: Pluto.
2: (laughs) I love it. I love it.
9: Okay, so we've got this project. It's called Backyard Worlds. And Backyard Worlds invites anybody to flip through images, images that were taken by a NASA satellite called WISE, which takes images of the entire sky in mid infrared wavelengths, and it lets you flip through and look for something that moves. It's called, very fancy term, the blink method. And secretly, while we say it's Backyard Worlds, colon search for planet nine i actually only care about finding brown dwarfs which are objects that are outside of our solar system and so what i want to do is map the local solar neighborhood there may be an object closer to us than the closest star that you currently may or may not know what right you're working on the escape plan i get it yeah (laughs) so have you found anything yet Yeah, so we launched this project in February of last year, so just about one year ago, and we got thousands and thousands of people to participate, so backyardworlds.org, go to the site, participate, and six days after the project launched, we had a, this is why it's brilliant, a citizen, and this was a teacher, a science teacher in Tasmania along with four other people within the next, like, three days, brought to our attention an object that no one had seen before. And we got super excited. I got a telescope in Hawaii to participate, and it was a brown dwarf. Win, because that's what I want to find. It's a cold object, about 50 times the mass of Jupiter, sitting out there about uh, 70 or so light years away, and no one had seen it before. The point is we're mapping the entire solar neighborhood, Like, ladies and gentlemen, we're basically Magellan and all the women that should have been mapping things back then. So, yeah.
2: That's amazing. Yeah. All right.
9: Uh, You are
2: truly a mystery guest. Give it up for our mystery guest, Jackie Faraday, everybody. It's time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalist, Michael Chin, who met the Queen of Denmark at her side castle, and Alyssa Fitzgerald, who gets paid to write cheesy puns about cheese. Puzzle guru Cecil Baldwin, take it away.
1: All right. Uh, Michael and Alyssa, I hope you're fans of the playwright Eugene O'Neill, because your final round is called The Hairy Ape. Every answer contains the letters A-P-E in consecutive order. For example, if I said a breakfast cereal brand containing neither of the foods mentioned in the name, you could say grape nuts. And our big winner will receive an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube autographed by Mary Wiseman. We rolled a 20-sided die backstage, and Alyssa is going first. Here we go. Alyssa, Pampers, Huggies, and Seventh Generation are brands of this baby item. Diapers. Correct. Michael, the kind of pepper that, when smoked and dried, becomes a Chipotle. Apeyo. I have no idea. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. The correct answer is jalapeno. I did know that. (laughs) Just kidding. Alyssa. A food item often found in a brine of vinegar, salt, or wine derived from immature dark green flower buds.
6: Capers.
1: Correct. Michael, according to Merriam-Webster, this is a quadrilateral having only two sides parallel. Trapezoid. That is correct. Alyssa, 3M engineer Richard Drew invented this name brand adhesive product often used to seal wrapping paper. Scotch tape. That is correct. Michael, an old timey method for making copies, originally using sheets coated with element number six
5: from the periodic table. I don't know. Carbon something. Carbonate. Puh. Carbonate. Puh. I don't know. You were so
1: close to the answer we're looking for is carbon paper. Oh god. Alyssa, the original campus of the University of North Carolina is located in this town. Charlotte? I'm sorry, the correct answer is Chapel Hill. Uh, Michael, a peninsula of Massachusetts popular for its beaches and Kennedys. Cape Cod. That is correct.
5: Hey, We're
1: at the halfway point. Alyssa is in the lead, three to two. Alyssa, the capital of Hungary... Budapest. Correct. Michael, an older person who accompanies young people at a social gathering to ensure proper behavior. A chaperone. Correct. Alyssa, a light alcoholic drink often served before a meal.
6: An aperitif.
1: Correct. Michael, an appetizer consisting of a piece of bread or cracker topped with a savory spread. A canapé. Correct. Correct. Alyssa, a decorative woven fabric often used for wall hangings, also the title of a Carole King album.
6: Is it macrame?
1: I'm sorry, the answer we're looking for is tapestry. Michael, Nirvana song containing the lyrics Hey, wait, I've got a new complaint.
5: Hey, wait, I got a new complaint. Forever in to your past. Girl, thank you for trying to help me, but I ain't got this one. Kate May, I don't know.
1: The answer is heart shaped box. What? <laughs> <laughs> the score is now five to four. You each have one question left. Alyssa, if you get this question right, you win. Okay. Circus apparatus consisting of a short horizontal bar attached to the ends of two suspended ropes. That would be a trapeze. That's right, Alyssa,
2: you won. Michael, fantastic okay, uh, and so close, fantastic. Girl, thank you so much. Well done, congratulations, Alyssa, and that's our show. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Cecil Baldwin. Hey, my name anagrams to Blind Ice Claw. Our guest musician is Julian Villard. Naive Dull Jar. Yeah. Our puzzles were written by Danielle Thompson, Eric Feinstein, Juan Escalante, and senior writer Josiah Madigan. Our senior supervising producer is Art Chung. Ask Me Another's produced by Mike Katzef, Travis Larchuk, Julia Melfi, Danny Shin, Ramel Wood, and our intern Camilla Franklin, along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore. More, Frank Bianco and David Hurtkin we'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn New York the Bell House Hot Heel Blues and our production partner WNYC I'm Harriet Begonias Ophira Eisenberg and this was Ask Me Another from NPR yeah. Next time on Ask Me Another, we're at the Nantucket Film Festival, treating our island contestants to games about movies and the people who make them. Plus, we're joined by special guest Francois Clemens, a.k.a. Officer Clemens, from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. He'll talk to us about the new documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor? So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia.
8: This message comes from NPR sponsor Planet Oat. No deep thinking here. Planet Oat oat milk is rich, creamy, and an excellent source of calcium with vitamins A and D. Also, Planet Oat's unsweetened varieties have zero grams of sugar. Visit planetoat.com for more. This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. This is my voice. I can tell you a lot about me, and I'm not changing it for anyone.